dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. This is Liz Murdoch talking with the dogs. And today I am excited to chat with Willard the dog. Willard lives with Hawk Koch and his wife, Molly Jordan. Hawk is a veteran movie producer, having made more than 60 major films. As former president of both the Motion Picture Academy and Producers Guild, Hawk also serves on the board of the Motion Picture and Television Fund, AMC Theaters, and Cast and Crew. However, Today, we're going to chat with Willard, his dog, because Hawk is about to head off promoting his book, which is going to be released in a few weeks, Magic Time, My Life in Hollywood, that Hawk co-authored with his wife, Molly Jordan. And they also have other pets. I understand, although we have not discussed them, that they live with. We are focusing on Willard because with all the excitement about the book in the family, the upcoming travel... We thought, what a great time to check in with Willard and find out what he has to say about everything going on. So, hello, Hawk. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have a picture of Willard. He is not in the room with you. Sometimes animals are nearby. I am going to just focus on looking at Willard's picture that you sent me today. And you have told me nothing about Willard, correct? The only thing I've told you is that he's not the rat in the movie Willard. He's not the rat. That's right. Okay. I'm looking up here for my picture. So one of the things I want to say as I bring this picture up, because we had technical difficulties, but um, here we go. In your book, uh, and people who've read your book, they talk about you as one of the great storytellers and that your book is profoundly moving and insightful about the entertainment industry. One of the things that I sense right away is that Willard has his own insights on life in Hollywood and out and about with you. So we are going to find out. I'm looking at this picture of him. And the first thing is that he says, boy, do I have a lot to say myself. I have a lot to say. Okay. So I'm writing this down as our listeners know, I I do to get going. So Willard has a lot to say of his own. He loves the attention. He likes that you have your public life and your private life in as many people in the Hollywood business do have a public and private life. And he says that he has his public and private life too, that when he he's, when you are entertaining or when he's with you or has been when you're with your work people, he enjoys that he's working too. He sees that he, he's, he doesn't see, he believes that he 
in his words, he is in on this too. He's invested in the Hollywood work that you do. Can you comment on that? Well, um, he's a, he's a dog that when someone comes to the front door, he is incredibly social. He just wants to make sure that everybody uh, that comes in knows that he's very special. And so he's right up next to them and, and make sure that he's part of the conversation. Yes. And so he sees that it's not just, he, he can tell the difference whether somebody who comes over is a work associate or a family member. And he says that he behaves differently. He's trying, he says, Hey pal, I'm on your side. And so if you're having a work meeting, he likes, he says he gets a little bit more excited. He knows with the work people, because he wants your work to be successful. And can you do, can you tell a difference on how he behaves? It may be subtle when you have work associates versus family members. I'm, I'm not sure he's, he's someone who, if he could get inside my skin, he would get on inside my skin. Okay. And I think with, with, uh, I'm trying to think with maybe with family, he may, he may get closer to me because he, he may have the feeling that, uh, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not the only one. Whereas work people, it's work. So yes. it's, he's not as worried. But when there's other family here, hey, who's getting the attention? I better, better let me have the attention. Yes. Well, just keep watching. You'll see. He definitely knows the difference between the work people and, and the family people. What he wants you to know and that he wants to be acknowledged for is that when you are working out of the home, or I guess there have been times where he's been with you, not at home when you're working with a work associate, someone who's, uh, you're discussing business or you're together because you met through work. He, Willard understands the difference and he loves to be a part of the work and the discussions, even if he's just listening and you're on a phone call or something, or you and Molly, you work together, obviously this book that is coming out, you work together on it. When you two are having a discussion about the book, he also feels like he's a part of the book. He helped make it happen. He created this space for you to write it. He comforted you when you might be stuck on a word or trying to figure out how to say the story right, or you're editing. He's like, he's in all of that. He loves it. His In other episodes, I talk about a dog wanting to have a job. And, you know, some dogs are happy to be just comforters on the couch at the end of the day. Willard is not just that kind of dog. He's saying like, no way. I, I have a lot of different, he says he's sort of like you. He's a jack of all trades that mm. he likes the work a lot. It's one of his favorite things is he likes to create an atmosphere and be a part of it. He likes to get the benefits of the laughs and the fun, but he also likes to create an atmosphere where people feel comfortable that they can, he helps them bring out their best work. And mm -hmm. he says a lot of dogs can do that, but people don't really give dogs credit that because they're comfortable and relaxed and bonding over an amusing thing that they might see a dog do that a dog helps them bring out their best work. And so Willard, that's one of his things is that he believes that he has enabled you in part because he says he hasn't, he hasn't been in your life through your entire career, but he says in part, he likes to credit your, some of your success. Well, thank you, Willard. Yeah. <laughs> that's very appreciative. 
Yeah. He, he, he's has supported your, your work. And he says that when you travel and whether it's with Molly or if you're gone and he's home, he also holds down the fort and he likes to, he likes to take credit for that too, that he, he oversees the running of home, of home base. He calls it home base. He oversees the running of home base. That's another skill that he has. Mm-hmm. And he's, oh, I guess there's, I see a man. I don't know if it's a gardener or someone who helps is like a caretaker. At, I, he said at your property where you live that he, he's, he, he likes to follow after. Yeah, well, when we're gone, we <laughs> have a, a man who comes and takes care of the dogs. We have two dogs and okay. the horses. And uh, he, when, when he, he, he really likes this guy. Yeah. He likes to follow after him. He has a different relationship. They don't talk as much. I guess you and Molly talk to Willard and you talk about him and he loves all that. He and this man, they don't talk like that. It's like nonverbal when mm-hmm. they communicate together, but he loves being out there following him. I see him like in a field, the man has a hat on and he's following in his footsteps and he loves that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. So good. yeah, he's Very in good, good. hands. He's he yeah, he says everything's in good hands. I've got this under control. This is Willard when you're gone. Right. So you can go and just right. enjoy well, your, again, it's about your when, work because when I when I'm gone, uh Willard Willard sleeps on my side of the bed because he, he takes over. <laughs> he does. He yeah, feels very like very good, Liz. Thank you. Yes. So, so then Willard has a big heart. I can see that like he's, he has a lot of love. So he's, while he's working, he, you know, like when he, this, this man, like he has boots on sort of, I see him at the, at his feet behind him. So he's monitoring that he's doing the good job, but he also respects him a lot. But on the flip side, Willard also has a huge heart of love like for Molly, like, and, and, and for you. And he's just a very loving, compassionate dog. That's why he says, I'm, I'm sort of like Hawk. I care very much about the people that I love and what my interests are in work. But I also, he just is happy to rest. And, and I just see this big heart that is just beating. And, and that's a huge part of Willard. In fact, Willard says that as much as work is important and we create fun things like you Hawk have worked on these movies and, and brought joy, you know, to people through entertainment or the the stories that teach lessons or whatever. Willard likes to do that too, but he is also like, the love of a dog is more is in a way he says that's really bigger than that. He he wants the message that he shares with people is really about love of love of what you do, whether it is a book or a movie or cooking dinner. He is about love. That's his biggest his bigger message, and what's one of his favorite things about him himself and his essence that he takes his work seriously because he does it through his heart, his heart, like this. So I see images when I talk to these animals and I, I hear things and with Willard, 
like, obviously I have his picture. You sent me one picture of him and he, I'll post it so listeners can see, but he's, he looks like a mix of a dog. He's got like German shepherd colorings, but he's not, I don't think he's a full German shepherd, but he, I also, when I look at him, I see this big red heart and I don't know if you have a big red heart in your house anywhere, but I think you have a heart somewhere because he's nodding his head that he he's all about love. That's interesting, Willard, because you started off by how much your work was important to you. So I'm going to be quiet for a minute and listen to him some more. Do you want to add anything, Hawk? Nope. I think it's, uh, I think you're doing really well, Liz. Do you have a, do you have a heart anywhere in your house? Uh, yeah, we have several of them actually. Uh, the biggest one I think is Molly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I, there's there's this big red heart. Okay, so Willard, what else do we need to know whether it's part of your personality that uh, Can I ask a question maybe? Yeah, oh yeah. Because when we leave to go just out for dinner, Mm-hmm. He he sits at the at the fence with the saddest face I've ever seen, and when we come home, he jumps around and smiles where his upper lip actually goes up, and he smiles. He's so happy that we're home, and I wondered how we can let him know that every time we leave, we're coming home. We're not leaving him forever. So you can tell him that we'll be back. And oh, we always do. Okay. So part of it is that he's leaving and he's patrolling. He's, he, he is telling me this. He is telling me that he, part of it is he's patrolling and he's testing to see whether you're going to take him this time. So if you want, you could develop a signal and just keep telling him because he, he does test. And I also am wondering about, he's like, he's, Hoping that you're going to bring him some food sometimes. Do you occasionally bring food back from? No, we bring toys back. We don't bring uh, food. From okay. So it's the toy, yeah. but you don't always bring a toy. Sometimes no, you bring a no. toy and sometimes right. you don't. Right. So that's where he's get, he gets a mixed message that he's, well, first of all, he's testing really to see if he can go with you is what he's mm-hmm. telling me. He, right. But then He's wondering if you're going to bring something back. He all, cause you don't do it all the time. And w- when you do, he loves the toys. He, he loves the attention. He says he's really fine. He's patrolling and that you just have to keep telling him you're going to be coming back. Okay. He's Good. fine. He's cause the first word I wrote down when you said that was patrolling and food and you're feeding him. There's something about food. Do you, you feed him before you go? Like he's never hungry when you come back. You, you've got no, his no, schedule. No. Yeah. His, he's on a schedule and he knows, he tells us when it's time for him to eat. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dogs do that. Do that. Yeah. He says he, I mean, I see him, I can see him at the, at this gate. Like he's, he says he's patrolling and he's fine and he's testing you because sometimes you do take him in the car with him and he mm-hmm. likes to be included, but he's really okay. Oh, good. Uh, All right. Well, that's, yeah. that's nice no, to he, know. I think from what I hear him, he likes the patrolling and he likes, he's fine. Like when you travel or, or this, this caretaker man, he's fine. Then it's, I think the shorter terms he's, you're leaving him alone. He's patrolling and he's testing you. I, well, he's, he's, thank you. Thank you. Now I don't feel as guilty. 
No, I think, I mean, I mean, I've had animals, this happened just the other day and animal said something and they don't really like it when they're sort of busted for testing. And that animal got off my lap and walked away because I get the sense from him that sometimes you do take him in the car with you. Is that correct? Rarely, actually, rarely. Um, because we live in, he's got two acres to run around. Right. So but when you and Molly go, it's the two of you going and he'd like to be included. He's jealous. Yeah. You guys, you're going on a date or something or, or you're just going and he'd like to go. <laughs> yes. When we do take him, he's a good dog. He, he yes. Does, and yeah. he would like to, he would like to go more often. Yeah. It's not saying you have to, he knows he has a good life. And oh, the number one thing is he's testing you. I do not feel guilty. Got it. Okay. He, he knows he has a good life. And the minute you leave, he's pleased that he's back patrolling. He, I guess he's getting, he's getting, he's getting more sensitive to the elements though, where he doesn't, you know, he likes his, he's what his words are. I like the creature comforts. So he would of course rather be inside on a bed or a couch or a, with a blanket with the, the warmth of the house and everyone's there and you know, what everybody likes, but so he would rather have that than be cold or, you know, it's a little damp or whatever, you know, Oh, there's a chill yes. in the air. He's sort of, yes, he's no, getting he, to he, that point where he's getting particular. Yeah. He, he likes to be warm. As a matter of fact, in the morning he gets under, he, he knows it's time for him to get up and he gets under the covers with us. Yeah. He, he's, <laughs> and see, he's testing. So he's that's the, the same. Family. Yes. So it's the same thing when you leave the house is like getting up in the morning. He has his own opinion of what he'd rather do. And because he's able to have such a strong personality in that, you know, he believes that when you're out of town, that he's patrolling, he's the caretaker of the house and he's monitoring the person who's there. Is, is he doing the good job? But yes, he likes them. But he does that with when you leave the house, it's like, oh, I'm not getting my way. So I'm going to pout a little bit to see whether you can, you'll give it to me. Right. And can, can I ask a question? Yes. Because we rescued him. Yes. And, um, I just wondered if, if you, if he can tell you anything about, did he have abandonment issues? Did people leave him wherever he was that he just, they, they just never came back for a long time or something or, or uh, in, in, you know, with, with the litter, was he one that was, you know, pushed away? Okay. So I don't know if you're going to like this. So he, and I, I have had animals tell me things about the past where they're sensitive to certain noises or darkness and, and that the, the owners have then said, oh yeah, this is what I, I this is all I knew about the past. Right. So what Willard says is that that rescue story is the best thing that ever happened to him because it, he, you and Molly, it, he, he says, I can wrap them around my fingers, so, so to speak, that you spoil me because of my imagining my sad rescue. He's like, he's let it go. It's not a story. Sometimes this comes up where I'll tell people, I said, you know, if I broke my arm in first grade, we're not going to go around and say, Hey, this is Liz. You know, she, well, you know what, when she was in first grade, she broke her arm and she couldn't go swimming with everybody at a pool party. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying is right. like, yeah. it, it healed. Willard is in that category. Well, but also 
when you said sounds, yes, uh, literally, I mean, all of us have iPhones. I've had to use the sound of a duck quacking for my phone ringing because any kind of a ping, any kind of a scares the hell out of them. And he'll put his mm-hmm. tail down and go somewhere. And I, we wonder what, what those sounds must have been, you know, like Pavlov's dog. Yes. Okay. I'm, so I'm asking him first and foremost, he's, he's very happy where he is and he likes his life and he's not dwelling on it. So that's a reaction that is being, that's a trigger for him. And do you, do you know that, does that make sense in terms of the yeah. difference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's oh, a trigger. I think he's happy. I, yeah. Why is that a trigger? What? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to ask him, Willard, why is that a trigger? That noise. Okay. So he has sensitive ears, he said, and I think it was from when he was born. Do you, have you ever noticed that you have had, he has had ear issues? He has sensitive ears. Well, he's never had a, never had an ear infection. He's never had any problems with anything. Well, he's what about like with, with noise, like a, a, a sirens or has he ever, like if, if you were to put flute music on? No, no. He I likes, think it's from what I'm getting. He likes, Molly does, plays the uh, uh, Native American flute and he has no problems with that. But it's okay, that is that, 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 that's a wood kind of flute, right? Yeah. It's not like the metal flute. Yeah, that's true. But uh, so, it's, it's, it's more like, you know, we all have that sound. It's not like a phone ringing. It's like yeah. that other That sound. ding. Yeah, the ding or, you know, like if, a, uh, if your battery goes uh, uh, dead in a, in a smoke alarm, that kind of a beep, you know, beep. Yeah. So that's a high, that's a high pitch sound. What I'm getting from him is that it has more to do with his ears ears and how he was born and his sensitivity to a sound than being a trigger from an abuse kind of situation. Well, that's good to know. Or a a rescue situation Uh that that's what it is more is that he is sensitive. He has a sensitivity that whether you'd gotten him when he was eight weeks old and he had been in somebody's cozy kitchen for the first eight weeks of his life, he is saying that he has a, this is the word predisposition to high pitched noises bothering him. Mm-hmm. And I have had animals tell me that they don't like a clank because it reminds them of like a shelter noise that they didn't like. He's right. not telling me that. He's saying he was born this way and you don't need to have, not necessarily guilt for him, like empathy, that poor baby. Because he's saying that if he hadn't ended up being a rescue dog, he never would have ended up with you and been able to do his work. So for him, it was the perfect beginning because it was what got him to you and Molly. Mm. Okay, good. Just a different way to look at it. Good. Very good, Liz. You're hired. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's, um, do you have any other questions? Because I have a few more things I want to figure out with him. Go, go, go. Okay. So, yeah. Oh yeah. He feels better having you understand this because he really wants the two of you. He's like, I just want you two to enjoy your time with me. Well, we do. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do a little medical scan on him and I 
start at the head and I just go through and I see if, okay, so he's already chatty. He, I guess his, his, it's not arthritis, but his joints are definitely starting to creak. Hmm. He feels when his legs are tired, I guess, cause he runs a lot. Yes. Yes. He runs a lot and he's the fastest dog I've ever seen. And he's, or he's, uh, what is it? Uh, oh my God. He's, he's probably eight or nine and he is still faster than any dog I ever saw. So he, he, that's why the cold, I think like when it's like here, it, so he's, he's healthy. Like, I mean, but that's, he ride way volunteered that. And, and like, I don't know, I didn't know how old he was. I, I, you just sent me the picture. So uh, for anyone listening, it's like, I'm not just saying that about his legs. Cause I knew how old he was. He, I just got a picture, but he is telling me that his back legs are getting creaky and he's more aware of them. He's not saying he's in discomfort. He's saying he's aware of them and he needs to be careful because the terrain where he runs is, he says it's uneven at times. And so he has because he's so agile, he says he can adapt quickly, but he has to be on alert for where he comes down on with his legs and he gets a stiffness. And that's why he says, don't make fun of me with the mornings. He's funny because he's easing into the day because sometimes he's stiff if he had a big workout, but he says it's fine. Not that he doesn't want to. And he says, if you want to take me to the vet, great. If not, and you just want to go out and walk around, great. He's not like complaining. And I have had dogs say, or cats too, where I felt like they're saying, I need, I want to go to the vet and get this checked out. He's saying he's up for anything, but he's just starting to notice the change in his joints, mm-hmm. especially his back legs. Okay. Okay. I'll so that's watch for the, that. That's yes. He just, he, he says, he's glad that you're aware of it. Cause he says, we're a team and you can keep an eye on things too. So that's something he said from a medical scan. Okay. And I'm going to see if there's anything else that he, oh, he likes his diet. He says he has, um, because he feels good. He's, he, he, his diet's good. He, he knows what it's like to eat food. That's not right for him. And it doesn't agree with him as much. So he appreciates what you're doing to feed him. And like his system feels very clean, but I can see that like in his liver area, he, it looks like it's older. So that's how I'm getting a sense that he's not a puppy and that he, it's like looking at an ocean that's calm but then having a knowing sense that there has been in the past rough seas. Does that make sense? In sure. terms of his, okay, good. So in terms of his digest, when it comes to food, if he eats the wrong food, it's like that'll trigger rough seas. Yeah, and he that's said true. It was in the past though. It's much better now. It's like calm sailing forward, but looking back, he's like, oh man, there was some rough seas. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Okay. So what he says is just keep, you know what you're doing. Molly's great managing what foods I get. And sometimes I guess there's a combination of things where you do, do mix it up to make it more creative. He, but he likes it. He likes his diet. Yes. Molly's a very good uh, mom and she, she's always worried that maybe the food's going to get boring. <laughs> so oh, that's ch- funny because he said she mixes it up. it up. Yeah, she does mix it up. 
but yeah. she does it the right way. Well, good. Oh, Molly he's very proud of her. That. He says Molly could teach classes on feeding your dog the right food. He's very proud of her. Well, good. Um, he's very. Uh, he definitely eats. Yes, yes. It's it's so. Um, he's like looking his chops. He loves the. He loves what she does, and he says it amuses her too. It gives her pleasure, and that seriously he's like serious he's very proud of the two of you he, he he's he has his own opinions about work he says that's something that molly could do if she wanted to she's very talented that she could write about dogs and feeding them and making it interesting like an art in serving your family wow there you go. that's that's the second book i guess i guess so yes <laughs> yes from hollywood to the kitchen there you go the dog kitchen. okay all right. So let's see what else, if there's anything else. Uh, oh, on his body. Um, okay. So the food is important. His legs, the stiffness, his ears. I think that is a sensitive thing from when he's been born. And I'm like, you could test it out by playing like a fire engine. Oh, thing, I don't, wanna, he, he, he I don't like to test it out because I, I, it scares him. So I don't want to do that. No, he things. says he wouldn't want that test. He says, don't do it. We're not testers right. in that way. Right. Okay. So that's with his ears. His teeth you've taken pretty good care of. Okay. Uh, the vets always want to clean his teeth and Molly doesn't want to put them down, you know, put them, you know, knock yeah. them out. So he, do. well, a lot of he, it. He, he doesn't, uh, our other dog, uh, Poco, when we give him something, he, she chews it up like right away. Willard will take it off in a corner and kind of chew slowly. So I always worry there's something wrong with his teeth. Okay. But he's been, I mean, this is for years and nothing's ever, you know, he still eats all his food and he still chews all the cookies we can give him. Yeah. So he doesn't, he is saying he's not bothered by anything and, and he's fine. Like a lot of dent doctors will recommend a, t a teeth cleaning for, right. for dogs. So right. that's common. But from Willard, he's saying his teeth are pretty good. And I think that's also his personality thing in savoring his bones that he it treats that mm -hmm. that's he's like, that's just who I am. <laughs> okay. Sounds good, Liz. Okay. Okay. So let's, so should we move on to what he would like you to know? Sure. Okay. So that's, I'm going to find out. Willard, what is it that you would like Hawk to know today? Okay. So he's settling in. Okay. Thinking about this. He says that he doesn't get to share this very often what he would like people to know and he actually hawk you're gonna love this he would like you to spend more time listening to him because he can talk to you directly too there are some dogs that not all dogs tell me this so he says that he he's funny he says you're a good listener hawk and you have a good sense of things people will know that he says but now it's time for the two of us and he wants you to keep talking to him, but listening to tuning in and hearing what he has to say to you and that you have used your intuition for many years and you've had to make business choices sometimes when people didn't understand why you were doing something, but you had an uncanny, what does he say? 
you had an uncanny sense of what needed to happen and what you needed to do to get something done. And he says, you can do that with me too. I can teach you things. Wow. He really wants to do this with you. Mm -hmm. What's he going to teach me? Okay. So he, he says he can teach you the ways of the world through a dog's eyes. Have you Mm -hmm. worked with dogs in any movies? Oh, sure. Over the so years. maybe that's your second book is the movie dogs you've worked with. <laughs> no, seriously though, he, I guess like he, he, he says that there are stories. Like I have my stories. People ask me all the time about, Oh, tell me another dog story. And, and I've, I've started this website for dog stories. I mean, people sometimes when I'm talking to their dogs and they they show me pictures of their dogs, they go through all their family pictures or their kids. And they're like, oh, here's another one of my dog. Here's another one. And I'm like, oh, but that's a cute baby. Oh yeah, that's my baby, but here's my dog. And <laughs> it does. But so I don't know. I mean, you're about to do a book tour on Hollywood life. Maybe people want to know about the Hollywood dogs that you've worked with, but Willard... <laughs> Willard, seriously, he wants you to talk to him and he says, there's, you have had an interesting relationship with dogs. I mean, I, am just getting this from Willard that he wants you, he says, I can bring out some of your own dog stories. And he's very, he's like, seriously, he says, you have seen a lot, but you haven't really talked about the dogs in your book that much. And he says, he's seen a lot as a dog and he could write his own book. So maybe he wants you, oh, he's funny. He's like, well, why don't you and Molly help me write my book? But I mean, maybe that would be interesting. I don't know. But he, this dog, Willard, he wants a platform and he wants you to listen to him and he wants you to trust just like you've trusted, like you and Molly. I mean, I know this because I heard you talking about your book that you had to edit some stories out because there were so many. So you picked certain ones that you were, to include in this book. But Willard is saying, what about the dogs? Let's talk and listen. And what I, he wants to help you connect with the dogs and the perspective of dogs in your own special way. And he's like, this is between us. And he's drawing Molly into this, but he wants you to know that there's something with the dogs. And when you tune in and trust him, because he says you've listened to him before about things and you've, you and Molly have both looked at Willard. This is Willard telling me this. He says, you've both looked at me and listened to me and made choices or done things, not necessarily in tandem with each other. And you may not have talked about it, but Willard says, you both know what I'm saying is true. You've looked at me and made a decision after you have run it by me, so to speak, or looked at me or had been like, if you're making a decision, you're thinking, oh, what should I do? You're with Willard. You look at him and you think, okay, this is just what I'm going to do. And he says he's had a hand in that and he wants to do bigger things with you. Hmm. What do you think? I was imagining him. uh, I don't know if you heard the story of the the reason Molly and I met 23 years ago was because of our dogs. Ah. that uh, this is in the book, but um, Molly was a widow. And for two years after her husband's death, she didn't go out. She didn't do anything. And on the two year anniversary of her husband's death, she decided to go up to this hill uh, near where she lived and near where I lived and do a ritual to say goodbye to her, 
her husband and say she's going to move on with her life. And she goes up on top of this hill. She does this ritual. And as she's coming down the hill with her two rescue dogs, I'm coming up the hill, not with Willard. It was a previous dog, Pepper, who was with me for 15 years. Uh, and Pepper, who generally is not always happy with other dogs, she wasn't aggressive, just, just went up and started sniffing them and having a great time. And Molly and I ended up walking around for an hour together. And I asked her out and we've been together with our dogs ever since. We've always had at least two dogs, two rescues with us all the time. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that story. Willard would be so proud of that. He says, Willard's well, like, that's what book. I'm talking if you, about. If, you're, if your friends want to read about some wonderful dogs, <laughs> that's it's in uh, my book. It's coming out November 12th. Definitely. Well, I just created because like I said, people were asking me about dog stories. I, yeah. I own the domain dogstories.com that I'm just creating, putting out dog stories so that people, when they want to just read a dog story, they can go to dogstories.com. So we All can right. include that. Good. There you go. Well, if you, it, it's a longer story in the book, uh, Elizabeth. So if you, you can certainly take it from the book and put it on your, uh, on your website. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I'm happy to do that. That's such a great story. And I think it's amazing that that came about in, because I did not know that, talking about Willard. And that is what he wants to, he, he, he says, why don't you just see what happens? He's not a kind of guy that's going to tell either of you, Molly or you, what to do. He says, I can give recommendations, but you're both very capable people that you make your own decisions. But he is requesting that you both take time looking in his eyes and when you're with him to see what you hear from him and what you feel called to do because of an urge that you are getting from your time with him. Okay, good. Let me, I think I should tell, tell you the backup of that story where Molly and I met because I had been dating a, a woman who had two labs, beautiful uh -huh. labs. And, uh, when we broke up, I was pretty devastated. And I said to the shrink, I was seeing, you know, as much as I miss her, I think I miss the dogs more. And he said to me, well, you can rescue a dog. You can have a dog. And I went, mm -hmm. oh yeah. I can have a dog. Right. And so I called uh, uh, a foundation that I knew, uh, the Amanda Foundation, and uh, said, uh, I'm looking for a lab. And, uh, you know, if you have one, call me. And they called back and said, well, we have one. And I said, well, I don't want to come to you. I want you to bring her, it was a her, to me because I want to see how the dog adapts to my home. Right. And they did. And that was Pepper. And... That was 15 years with Pepper. And had I not rescued that dog, uh, I, pr I definitely wouldn't have been up on that mountaintop to meet Molly. That's so great. See, there's so oh. many great things that come from rescuing can, can dogs. Can you excuse me a second? Because sure. Willard is crying at the door. He wants, oh, he to, wants come to come in. Oh, he wants to come in. Hold on a second. Oh, good. He knows this is an important come part. Come on in, buddy. Come here, Willard. There you go. You want to say something, Willard? Willard's right here and wants to make yeah. sure that I'm petting him. Yes, yes. Well, I think he really liked the topic of these rescue dogs and what can happen when you have a rescue dog and you go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's important. 
So Will, yeah. uh, Willard, yeah. Is there anything else you want to throw in here? Uh, no, I mean, I just, that's, I just wanted you, I mean, I've always had dogs, most of them rescues, a few purebreds, but, uh, you know, I don't know how you live a life without a dog. <laughs> dogs make you unselfish because you have to take care of them. And therefore you have to be compassionate and you have to be awake and aware as to what's going on. You have to be listening. And I think that's a good thing for, uh, for all of us. Yes, it is. Especially now. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I had a great time. Uh, you're a wonderful, uh, woman, Liz. And, uh, I, I think it's exciting and I hope, I hope they, uh, your listeners uh, love these podcasts because I had a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate that. Miner's signing off too. Okay. Well, you have a great afternoon with Willard and I'll be interested to see what comes from your conversations with him. Okay. I'll let you know. All right. Thanks Thank so, much. so much. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Dogs. Hope today's episode made you want to understand your own dog better and appreciate that every dog has a story and something to say. Subscribe now for more dog stories and insights into animal communication and what it's like to be a dog whisperer. Review this episode on Apple Podcasts or follow Talking with the Dogs on Instagram or Facebook and sign up for a chance for you and your dog to be a guest on the show. Whatever you do, I hope you'll spend time talking with the dogs.